bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker. All right, yes, it is, and here we are, the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Six minutes past the hour, 6.06 in the Mile High City, just getting going. But what a busy week. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and Emily Fletcher all here in studio with an action-packed show, Jay. Present and accounted for a lot of action today uh, on the show and before the show. Brian Standing. Yes, beautiful uh, food week. Uh, trying new stuff here. Uh, beautiful food week here in Colorado. I like you your shirt, man. That. We got to take oh, a picture of that. Thank you, man. I was just, you know, I figure we're on the radio and everyone gets to see me, so I might as well dress up when I come to the show. So Emily's here with us, the newest, latest, the greatest addition to the Modern Eater, our uh, food editor for the newly launching uh, Monday morning, the modern eater.com and columnist as well. Emily, good to see you. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> it's good to have you here. Who, who's out and about in this city more than Emily, right? I mean, she knocks our socks off. We look at what she's doing. I'm envious. I love to consume all of her content. Uh, Emily Fletcher is just uh, what we call hyper local. Well, her day job, babe. She's all over town because she has mm-hmm. this great day job that she runs around and shows people houses and she's selling homes. And then, you know, and in between time, she goes to uh, restaurants and bars at night, I guess we'll say. Uh, happy hour, I think. Sometimes, sometimes I'm at bars during the day, let's be honest. It's where I was today. <laughs> yeah, the family Jones. We're going to talk yeah. about all the things we did this week and, and get you guys up to speed. But in the meantime and in between time, it's going to be a busy show. Uh, a lot of produce in the house tonight. It's an exciting night for produce. This was Ag Week, though, right? This you know, was so. Ag Week. And none better than Brian Freeman, who y'all know owns Growers Organic, uh, just sourcing the, from the best farms, um, delicious produce. And you brought a bunch in tonight. And, I mean, here's the deal. Everybody, you know, Colorado more so because we have seasons and you get into the winter and there's less activity and movement and more comfort food. Uh, and then you get into the spring and you go, uh, what, what have I done to myself? Yep, right? That's and, right. And so you, you just try and push the reset button a, a little bit and none better than, and we're going to, it'll get a little geeky. It'll, it'll, it, it, there'll be a lot of practical stuff. We're going to talk produce, but we're also going to talk juicing. And next week, I'm really looking forward to this. The, the, the um, fairy gut mother is going to come into the studio. Oh, nice. And gut protocol is, is really big. And, you know, leaky gut, I mean, so many of us face it and don't even know. But you, all of your health stems from your gut and your digestion. And tonight, what we're, we're going to cover a couple of things. Uh, we're going to do juicing. But for me, I need to press that reset button and I need to get my body back to where the absorption of the foods that I eat and the good foods that I eat. So we're going to talk enzymes. We're going to talk digestion. We're going to talk juicing. We're going to talk proper ways of juicing and none better to do that than um, Nikki Hazimi. She's from the Corner Beat. And uh, Brian, talk about the Corner Beat for just a second. Corner Beat's this great little place. Um, Nikki's been supporting Growers Organic for four years. Well, actually, more than four years. Corner Beat's coming up on four years. And Nikki has been pouring organic juices. She does just some organic bites as well. Um, but all she's, she's doing everything raw, 
and um you know and i i believe all vegan at the corner beat um as well and and she's, she's just shaking any, her head no 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 she's got some meat talk to me Veg- Nikki, vegetarian and vegan no yeah vegan okay vegetarian vegetarian, vegetarian. okay i i spoke to spoke too soon <laughs> Wait on the vegan tell you yeah. meet nikki in the yeah. next segment she she is but like, she's got no meat and that's what's important she's a vegetarian she really stands behind it she means everything in the restaurant and uh, juice. I corner. think she does have yeah. meat, right? No, 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 meat. no, meat. no, meat. no, meat. no, vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk to Nikki from Corner Beat. Uh, again, another hyper local business that we really, I mean, really spend your money. Uh, Emily, and, and as we launched the modern eater.com, um, and you've gotten to know us here and, you know, our philosophies, and, and you're looking at our writing because we have collaborative writers. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, hyper local writers that are either Brewers or Brian or myself and Jay and you, uh, you know, what hyper local, what does that mean to you? Because I think you're a big advocate for it as well. Yeah, I am. I mean, to me, you know, a lot of us are from here, right? A lot of us are from here. You don't have to be from Colorado to be hyper local, but I think it's a mindset, right? It's a mindset because if you do have a local mindset, you're going to make sure that you are spending time in the local spots. Um, restaurants that are, you know, built and grown here in Colorado uh, with participants and workers who are from here. And then also food and food sourcing. You know, we'll talk about Ag Day later, but what a better celebration than, you know, looking at all the farmers. Gosh, there's so much food that comes from Colorado. And if you're hyper-local, you're tuned into that scene and you're utilizing it. So, like I said, I, I really think that it's a, a mindset. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think you touched upon something um, pretty important that hyper local doesn't mean just Denver and Col- that's where we live. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and our community, it's like, where, where do you choose to spend your money and why? And a lot of things is just transparency. Uh, huge corporations, you know, they, they cut corners. They, you know, they would like to streamline things. They like to, but I like to know that my money is going directly to that family. Well, it, it, I, I think it's so much deeper too, Greg, than that as well, because it's it's everything that you can support as a small business that's local because you know the dollars of all the people are being spent there. You know the profits are all being plowed back in locally. And that's what it's all about as opposed to, you know, I mean, some people, I, I, I was sitting down with one big purchasing agent from a company and they were trying to convince me that the Cisco Denver was local. And I said, well, you know, and I tried to explain this exact point is if all the profits from that facility are plowed back into Colorado, then it's then you could start the argument with me. But that's the reality is, is if you're, you know, you're not supporting these local farmers from every level because you've got local farmers, you've got local producers, you've got people that are buying stuff in other countries, but then bringing it here to process it and to make food. Colorado's the largest right now in the, in the U.S. natural foods hub right now. It's a, it's going on in Boulder County, and that's that's something that around our food that we're so lucky. I, you know, we were joking in front of the governor's uh, or in front of the state capitol this weekend about. What, how many restaurants we have per capita. Mm-hmm. I, and it's insane. I mean, we have a lot, but the reality is, is people here are healthy. They like to go out. They like to eat good food. Now let's go to places that are, you know, let's figure out how we can tell people about processed foods. And, you know, we, we, we joke with the chefs. I, I love J.P. Krause because he calls it out better than anybody. Is this, you know, when you go in someplace and they're just taking a bag of wings and dumping them out of a bag into a fryer, 
where, where is, you know, where's well, the can, food? Let me give an example of what hyperlocal is and what it means to me. Uh, and, and a lot of it's networking and supporting your brothers and sisters in this community by doing that. An example would be such as like Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project coming in. Um, they'll sit down, they'll talk to Brian, and Brian says, hey, listen, I've got a bunch of beats for you right? He's, so they're supporting you and you're supporting them. And then at the same time, a restaurant will be in here and say, I want to have your beer on tap. That beet beer sounds delicious. So the restaurant will at that point in time, bring in that product as well. And then you'll see somebody else that say, well, I have some spices for you. And then it's like, okay, well, I want to, and it all just starts to make sense through sourcing, through holding up our brothers and sisters in this community to bring it up to that hyper-local level to where we're keeping that money flow in order to do the things to where, you know what, we know what the ingredients are. We yeah. know they're coming from growers organic. And uh, again, I say I say the, uh, the litmus test is if somebody's using growers organic in, in their restaurant, uh, I know that they're probably mindful of what they're doing in their sourcing. Exactly. And so that means a lot to me. And Jay, I think you see a lot of this as well. Yeah, I was actually going to jump in and say, when I my definition of hyper-local, as we throw that around the table, and I'm with Emily somewhat where it's a state of mind, but it's almost like it's more than food and beverage. If you're going to claim hyper-local, right, at wherever you live, you're local. Okay, but to me, hyper local is somebody that not only is an advocate for the local communities and local businesses, but it, I mean, it goes into to the arts, you know, music. And so not only are you local, but if you advocate, you know, your favorite local band and you go out and support them and you buy the ticket, it's the same way if you support a local chef and you and you go to that restaurant specifically because you know them, you know their community, you know that money's staying in Colorado. And, and listen, we're not saying it's bad if you want to go out and give them spend your money to someone in china you know that's fine but uh, to me hyper local is somebody that makes a conscious decision about keeping uh, their money and and their attention and their energy to local uh, local anything food and beverage arts music and usually the outcome is a very good outcome because um, you're getting great ingredients from people that you know from yeah. people that you're networking with from people that you're working with so uh, that's an important part as we embark into this new journey, launching themoderneater.com on Monday. And we have an exciting announcement as far as Craft Beer Week, which will be this whole week. There's so much to talk about, you guys. We're up on a break. Today, we were at Culinary Fight Club um, at the... Fight, fight, fight. Yeah, the, the uh, food and travel show, mm -hmm. right? And um, th that is such a fun experience, seeing chefs, they, they get a... Um, kind of a box of unknown ingredients and and again unknown ingredients you put it in front of a chef they have 45 minutes to assemble and plate a great dish and then myself and another young lady today allison judge these great chefs which is uh, you know that's a whole another thing in itself to mm -hmm. judge a chef and hey listen great 45 minutes is nothing yeah, is, it really is. is nothing. You have to you have to know what you're doing and be talented to be able to put something together in 45 minutes. It takes me minutes. 45 minutes to preheat my oven. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's the way that that looks out. Well, just you need a new water. oven. Yeah. <laughs> I do need a new oven. Uh, so Anthony, he's they call him the chefferie. Um, Mark Anthony Martarina. Martarina. Yeah, is going to join us in the show today, too, to talk about that. And he's a huge advocate of minimal waste, if no waste mm -hmm. at all, and has a great charity involved in what they do. So we're going to hear his story. And then uh, I think by phone, we're going to check in um, with the gentleman chef 
who won today's Culinary Fight Club. And then we're going to tell you how you can join us tomorrow if you missed today um, back at the convention center for the um, travel. It's the travel. What is it? And adventure show. Travel and Adventure Show. Travel and Adventure yeah. Show. Chef Greg uh, Brickman was the winner. It was so much fun. So we've got a lot of stuff to cover. Brackman. Brackman. Sorry. Yeah. Greg Brackman. Um, so we're going to do that. We'll take a break. Uh, exciting stuff. Emily Fletcher's in the house with us tonight. You're going to be hearing a lot from Emily Fletcher and wait until you're going to fall in love with her just mm-hmm. like we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't even had an opportunity to talk about all of the things that we've all done this week. It's springtime in the Rockies. Everybody's excited. Uh, the weather, weather's great, and uh, it, it's just the reason for the season. Everybody's uh, so enjoying living. But you got to get your health so that you can enjoy and that's right that's why juicing is important so if you don't mind anthony we're gonna do juicing next and then we'll spend the the next hour with you uh talking about culinary fight club and everything else and then we have a great local brewery that's going to join us in studio tonight holiday brewing company Mm -hmm. and they're part of a um, giveaway that we're going to do so you're going to want to stay tuned and And we're checking in with uh chef brother luck he was at Ag Day. He, mm-hmm. uh, well, he came in first place. He came in first place. Yeah, so much fun. Okay, if that's not enough to talk about, I don't know what is, but we'll take a turn around right now. This is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow. How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options, and they don't forget about the meat lovers, with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hey, it's Jay Parker. You guys hear us talk about John Irvin and gluten-free things all the time. Listen to what our good friend Chef Keegan Gerhardt from D-Bar Denver and the Food Network had to say. I want to give a shout-out to John, by the way. I know he's sponsoring the uh, In the Kitchen part. He was super gracious to us at D-Bar this past week. He brought by a bunch of his gluten-free goodies and some hoagie rolls and flour mixes and all kinds of great stuff. So, yeah, if, that's, if you have that need, that guy's on top of it. John is uh, super great. I met him thanks to you guys and the viewing party at Carrie's at Bardot. They gave us the hookups. I just want to say a big thanks, Dan. Hi, everybody. It's Chef Carrie from Bardot in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on season 15 at Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> 
and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Okay, here we go. Back at it on The Modern Eater Show. Greg Holland back, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman, and um, Emily stepped aside for just a little bit here. We're going to get back with Emily on the show. But um, here it is. We're going to introduce our guest, uh, Nikki Hazimi. Did I say that correctly, Nikki? Yes. Oh, good. Good. Corner B. I'm getting better with names, Jay. Well, I, well, yeah. I mean, yes and no. Sometimes you think you are, and then the next time you just you say something that nobody knows what you're talking about, and it was supposed to be a name. So, it, you know, it's subjective. That's all right. Hey, if you compare yourself to me, you are an ace at names, right? That's true. That's well. See that th- Brian, he doesn't say that he doesn't say the name wrong. He says a different name completely altogether. Yeah. You you mispronounce him a lot. He'll he'll say to me all the time and be like, "No, well, Jay was going to come down," and I said, "Jay is in front of you, Brian." You know? Well, you know what I mean. But Greg. it is Nikki Hazimi. Yes, and she's here. Welcome to the show, Nikki. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you know, you heard this set up a little bit, and John Irvin joining us right now as well. John, hello. Uh, from gluten-free things, John Irvin. What's going on, my man? What's happening? How you doing? You've made it in studio. You're looking <laughs> felt. You look good, man. You look really good. Traffic. Yeah, get up to that microphone so TJ doesn't have to turn it all the way up on you. Okay. All right, so uh, here's the deal. We talked about pushing the reset button. Uh, I think none better than a, a gut protocol. Seriously, John? <laughs> what? You're eating on the air? Yeah, oh. he yeah he just uh, threw a little raw ginger down. Uh, you know, great for the just, digestive. Uh, just uh, automatic there, huh? He sits down, show, starts chomping. Showstopper, literally, yeah. Yeah, a yes. showstopper. But uh, but I liked where you were going, and let's call it like a spring cleanse because I yeah. think so many people mess up and and try to make a New Year's resolution, and then all of a sudden. But Nikki, when you hear that, it you're in the work. business of juice. That must drive you crazy. Like here are these people coming in; they're going to juice for a week or two, and then. Uh, you know, I won't see them again until they feel like they're not healthy again. Uh, juicing, the corner beat. Talk about corner beat right now. So as far as juicing cleanses go, that's something that we don't really do. Right. We do sell juice by the half gallon because we believe that everybody should have juice as part of their daily life. But as far as the cleanse package, I don't know that I personally buy into it. After I've done right. it for three days, it's yeah. you're the worst person in the world. I hope you're not. Let me no. so let me let me tell You're you not. let me tell you where I'm coming from. It's not a cleanse for me, Brian. Okay. What this is is so from what I know, and I and I'm a, a little bit dangerous. I know enough to be dangerous about the ingredients that you put into your body. So as when you're born, and look at it this way, your your body is a full bank of enzymes. You have the amount of enzymes that you need in order for your digestive system. But as you go on in life and as you live, your body still needs those enzymes for digestions. And it starts to deplete enzymes unless you replenish them. Enzymes are, are something that you can only get from living food. Yes. Living food has enzymes, and I call it life. That is life right there. When people die, when people get old, it's enzyme deficiencies. They're, they're really not producing the enzymes that they need. For me, what I need to do right now is I need to get that gut health. I need to get those enzymes in there and those proteins for binding. And, and in order to do that, you have to eat raw foods. 
So we, we're going to talk about juicing. We're going to talk about delicious juicing. But for me, I'm trying to get the nutrients back in my body that I need, that I know I'm deficient from right now. You can only eat cheeseburgers and French fries and everything for so long until it takes a, a toll on your body to where you need those nutrients in order to have a good gut protocol. When you have an unhealthy gut, it becomes leaky. And at that point in time, inflammation happens. And that's when your antibodies attack your, your, the, that inflammation and leaves you susceptible in other areas of sickness in, inside of your body. So, um, well, let me ask, are you going to go, you know, cause this, is this a reset for you? Because quite honestly, you gotta, you gotta commit deep. Yes, you gotta you ask do. yourself and, how and for the know. longest time that I did. And, and let's face it, we're in the business of going around and eating delicious foods, yeah, um, it's tough. but there's a balance, but you have to get, once you have a healthy, strong gut, it, it can take a lot. Um, but you have to get it to that point. And I know, um, my immune system needs a boost. I want to boost and kickstart my immune system by putting delicious foods into my body. So that's where I'm coming from. Not necessarily a cleanse, but a replenishing. Nikki, what do you think about that? I think it's a great idea, and that's basically why our biggest selling juice is called the Bon Vivant. We believe in the good life. So you can come in and get a green juice and a toast with avocado on it. And if you want, you can get a juice and a cookie. So it's a, it's a balance. Mm -hmm. We believe in, in balance there and just you know, good things on your plate, especially in your juice. You know, you don't have to juice every day, but sometimes your body will tell you, I need nutrients and what you're getting in a juice. A lot of us don't eat enough of those greens a day. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's and, huge. and so there's a difference between vegetables and raw diet. The minute mm -hmm. that, that a vegetable or any other living food that you put into your body hits um, a temperature of 119 degrees, those enzymes are gone. Yes. Enzymes only come from a raw diet. So eating the produce in the, its raw forms and uh, macerate is a... It, what, what, <laughs> ma masticate. Masticate. Cold press. I said That's yeah, what cold, cold press means. Is that what cold press that means? That means raw cold press juice. Yes. It means it's not heated. So the biggest... Because, yeah. Sorry. No, Greg, I'm Brian. just going to say the biggest mistake that a lot of people do when it comes to juicing, and you can jump in, is the the juicing itself you have to have a fiber binding agent because when you see the crystals from the juices that's sugar in its raw form that's going to hit your bloodstream and at the same time elevate your insulin levels which will disallow and that's not what you want to do because the free fatty acids don't release from your bloodstream therefore you don't access the fat or the energy that you're storing and so there has to be an even balance in my estimation of a good fiber balance so that your insulin level doesn't spike immediately once you're juicing um what do you think of that nikki well the whole point of juice is that you're eliminating the fiber and you're eliminating the fiber because when you drink the juice, your body's absorbing through your bloodstream the nutrients directly. Instead of going, when people are like, oh, I juice, I use a Vitamix. Well, you're still getting the fiber even though it's liquid juice form. Your body still has to wait till it gets to the colon to pull out those nutrients. So this is instant liquid life, right. vitamin life. So, so I'll agree but disagree at the same time because I think that you need to have um, that pulp that binding agent because as soon uh, as soon as anything hits your mouth it's your mouth starts to digest right that's why that they suggest chewing your juice if you're yes. really yeah. if you if you chew your yeah. juice it, it gets those 
that it gets that activated going for your body so your body actually thinks it's eating that so let's do some some recipes brian you brought in a bunch of produce john irvin you're going to juice with me for a couple of weeks right yep yep get up on that microphone john we're gonna do the juicing contest we're, I don't know, so it's contest. I think it's just one of those things to where if you're going to eat raw foods for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, you got to be ready. Yeah, you do. Now, yeah. when you say, and Jay Parker here, when you say raw foods, because I'm trying to decide on if I want to get in on this mm-hmm. thing, you know, um, does... Not it, cooked. Okay, but is, this is a serious question, because uh, uh, one of my favorite things to eat as I veganize most of my life is I do canned corn, canned black beans, and then uh, corn tortillas. Are you cooking any of it? I'm heat. Yeah, I'm heating Man, the corn. It's 119 you degrees. You you've lost yeah, that. the tortillas That's wouldn't it. be unless you did like a sprouted tortilla. They do have like a raw sprouted tortilla that's but a traditional tortilla because it's been yeah. cooked or de- yeah that's it's gone dehydrated well it's, yeah. and just the enzyme you're, you're still going to get a plenty of nutrients and vitamins and from good foods you can cook vegetables all the time and you're going to get a lot of nutrients from but we're that. talking and we're talking the enzymes and, that die at 119 degrees yeah and enzymes i mean listen you guys look up enzymes talk about the importance of your digestive system through enzymes and again Look at your body as a bank that was full of enzymes when you were born, and you just deplete them. It pulls it from yeah. your your bones. It's well, it's ubiquitous, uh, and it's that we all should be taking, I think, a supplement as well on top of magnesium. On top, well, no, yeah. no, no. There's acidophilus. Mm-hmm. Is is you know, it's the healthy enzyme. It's Look the where that got that's, you. That's going. <laughs> in, uh, well, you know, what's interesting is is you go to other countries, and and if they prescribe, I I was over in Poland, and I got a flu. And they gave me, well, and I guess it wasn't a flu, it was something different because they actually gave me the antibiotics for it. And when they gave me the antibiotics, they actually gave me acidophilus as well because they know what they're doing. Um, you'd never, ever get acidophilus at, at your pharmacy here in the United States. I mean, you get it there, but it wouldn't be stored right half the time. It'd be on, on the shelf. If you're looking for good acidophilus, it's, it's refrigerated. Because it's a living organism and you don't want it hot. And there's so much. I mean, I, I joke with people about the original. You know, we've come so far, uh, Greg and everyone here, Greg and Jay, Nikki <laughs> and John. I'm just uh, reminding myself of who's sitting at the table with us. But we've come so far in the world of juicing because the reality is, is we used to use like, look at the first one that got everyone hyped was the juice man juicer. You know, this is like 20 years ago. Some people might not be mm-hmm. that old listening. But the reality is, is that thing would heat up so much and all your traditional juicers that and the funny thing is is you even go to some of these big places like you know your old whole foods and the the places the delis where when you hear someone and you hear it sounding like a blender you know you're losing nutrients out of that juice it's things like carrot juice you know 10 minutes after you juice carrot juice it starts losing its nutrient content Yep. Yeah, it's dead after eight hours. Yep, dead so, after eight hours. So moral uh, moral of the story is know why you're juicing, know why and what you want to get from juicing, um, and and I think that this next segment will take a break now. And who's in? First of all, who's in on the two week juice? I am Johnson. I'm in. Johnson. I'm already. Now, now my only question is, yeah. can I take my Dairy Queen Buster Bar and run it through my juicer, and is that considered juicing? <laughs> sure, John. 
Well, if I could see... I'm in. Jay Parker here. Can I eat my cold corn and cold beans? Does that count as the juicing thing because of the enzyme thing? Or do I... Is that not the right thing? But they're heated when they're canned. No canned corn. No canned corn. Don't do that. At least do frozen, brother. Really? Yeah. I hate to say it. It's better because it's not cooked. It's raw usually. Wait, on the flip side... Freezing does the same things to enzymes. It kills. Oh, enzymes. oh, definitely. He's not. I'm not giving him any yeah. credit for that corn and beans that he's eating out of the <laughs> oh. can. I'm not giving hey. him any credit for it. You know, I'm just saying because what Nikki said is important. I think you can't you can't go so far in one direction that yeah. it's going to drive you nuts. And, right. Because I promise you, three days into mm-hmm. juicing, you are going to want to strangle someone mm-hmm. because you're 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 changing your body. Your body gets in these habits of here's the. Crap, uh, maybe I can say that today. Yeah, you radio. just did. I just did. Um, you know, here's the stuff we're putting into our bodies. It's no, you know, that's yeah. no good. And, and listen, so- there's a time and place for everything. And but right now, again, I'm 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 pushing the reset button. I'm gonna load my body up with good nutrients, living enzymes, and get that gut protocol under uh, control, which I think is important. Uh, John, I don't know if you know what you walked into here, but that's that's what we're going to do for the next Oh, yeah, we've been talking about it for quite a while. Yeah. So, yeah, I got my juicer all up from the basement, and I'm ready to rock and roll. All right, let's do that. We'll talk juicing. Uh, Nikki Hazimi, Corner Beat, um, Brian Freeman, Growers Organic, brought in a bunch. I mean, a bunch. And we'll talk about what what does it mean? How, how much produce do you need? in order to juice you we'll need do a that lot once you start juicing <laughs> a lot um and and uh, jay parker so we'll take a break we'll come right back and we're going to talk about um juicing and it's um r- recipes i don't know nikki won't share yeah, yeah. oh we're we're gonna give you some it's it's gonna give you some yeah. okay just not the full ratio and then how to do it proper ways of doing it <laughs> Thank you. and Thank make you. it taste delicious some stuff doesn't taste good together and then we'll ask brian and nikki are there certain times of day that you should be eating certain types well of i have food. a question about the store-bought juices say yeah it. yeah <laughs> store-bought juices all right we'll come back the modern eater show on iHeartRadio. don't forget to check us out on instagram and facebook for all the fun videos and pictures just search the modern eater hi i'm charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at brews beers belgium is a country the size of maryland and it's home to more than 600 beers Belgians take their beers seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, vit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to the Bindery, eatery, market, and bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston Fox, owner of the Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at the Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at the Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, 
or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch, conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street. Just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures, and I look forward to you being my next guest. Bindery is delicious. Go check them out for sure. Right now, uh, we'll be back to the show and talk to the Corner Beat and Nikki Hazimi and uh, Brian Freeman there from Growers Organic. They're going to talk about um, juices and the juices that she brought in today. Uh, delicious so far. The Bon Vivant is what we had. A-plus beverage solutions and Jeff Rourke. Just call Jeff. He wants to give you an A-plus report card on your tap systems. He does build-outs. He makes faucets all around town and beyond right now, but he's the most trusted man in the business. 20 years installing custom tap systems. He'll make your uh, tap dreams reality. Uh, I got to tell you, it's so tacky, and it, if you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you doing, Jay? You're pouring your money down the drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get an A-plus report card and have Jeff Rourke take a look at it. Uh, you know, you're pouring foam. Uh, John, I'm doing something right now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I can't grab <laughs> in case anybody missed it, Greg, in the land of beer, foam is money. Foam is money. And it just looks tacky, and you're not doing yourself any favors. You're wasting uh, money. So get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. Justin Brunson, Old Major, you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Seven two zero two seven two thirty eight zero nine. That's Jeff Rourke and A Plus Beverage Solutions. Back to the show right now. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and uh, John Irvin joining us from Gluten Free Thing. Everybody knows everybody here today. Nikki Hazimi from Corner Beat. Uh, what's the address of your business? Fourteen oh one North Ogden. Fourteen oh one North Ogden. Fourteen oh one North Ogden Street. And John, you do business with Nikki too. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. We supply with uh, our deli loaves. Is that a good seller Yeah, we there? use we use his bread as our uh, gluten-free toast option. And people ask me every day, this really isn't gluten-free. I'll tell you what. Yeah, Constantly. he has the nicest buns. Constantly. He's he really got does. pretty good buns. <laughs> My wife thinks so is awesome. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Here's uh, Jay Parker here. Greg, this is a true story, and I want to get it out real quick. Uh, John's, uh, the deli loaf he's talking about, I've had one in my freezer for probably two months, one that you left in my car. I just took it out of my freezer, thawed it out, and I've been cutting it up, toasting it, and putting peanut butter and cinnamon on it, and it is delicious. Two months in the freezer. Well, it's a testament to John's product. Everybody, it really is. It's delicious, gluten-free things, dedicated, gluten-free vegan bakery in Arvada. Um, so you brought in a bunch of juices for us, Nick. I did. Uh, and we just tasted the Bon Vivant. Yes. What? Tell us about what's in that. That was actually one of the first juices that we made, and there is kale, romaine, apple, cucumber, lemon, parsley, and ginger. And I just feel like that just... That's the the green juice that everybody's looking it for. It is, and the you know, apple gives it a weird in there. Apple gives it a good balance. Yeah, the, well, it gives you a little sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's about a serving of one juiced apple in a 16 ounce juice, so you're not getting a ton of sugar. Yeah, in so there this either. isn't going to give you that. Yeah, we don't really spike. do a lot of sugar heavy juices gotcha. as far as by and, way of fruit. And you got to be mindful of that, you know, yeah. to avoid what I was saying. Yeah, here's one that Brian can drink and I cuz we're both not doing the sugar Sugars, thing. Sugar, yeah. Uh it's the green tox and um that one is kale, fennel, celery, romaine, cucumber, lemon, lime and mint. How do you dream these up? 
You know, actually, I, I give my juicers free reign to make up whatever they want as long as they follow, follow the guidelines of what to put in each batch. And they, when you give someone creative freedom like that, they just take it and run with it. What's the red one? The red one is Roots of Love. This is also an original signature. It's um, carrot, beet, apple, um, and lemon. So that's going to be real sweet, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and do different things for you. Because remember, all these different uh, roots and greens do something different for your body, you know, like the parsley. You always want a good <clears throat> parsley when you're juicing or a ginger because the parsley. I love to put parsley in the roots of love, too. Yes. That's a good one to put parsley yeah. in. It, well, I'm a, I'll tell you, the, I come from the school of you almost put parsley in every single juice mm -hmm. that I, I do. You know, I put a little parsley, ginger, and turmeric is almost like for me the base of all my juices because you know ginger I was gonna ask can't that. be better for you the turmeric is an anti-inflammatory um you know and so you're you're looking at all this you know ginger aids in digestive it you know ginger's kickstarts your whole digestive system so that's one great thing the parsley is a blood you know more on the blood cleanse like the beets support the liver so ginger's you know. pretty dense though let's talk about ease of juice come what can it yield you know what are some of the toughest things? a little goes a long way yeah really? especially the, with the ginger yeah. we we do about six ounces of ginger in a gallon so there's a what's a good base <sighs> that's going to give you the most liquid so cucumber and romaine my personal favorite thing to juice is romaine it's packed with more nutrients than kale i think it's one of those uh, well romaine's one of those yeah i i uh, eat ahead of romaine uh, it, I in love the morning romaine. yeah it's, jay, jay parker here what about baby spinach because that's like yeah, the base of too. mine of mine uh of my juicing if you even though i put everything in a blender it's and i let it go too. for a minute yeah it, it, spinach is good i mean romaine is nice because it's a lot lighter um romaine soup you know I, romaine it too i'm with that nikki watery, I, it, that's yeah. what gives it that juice because when you juice up with just two pounds of spinach in there and it gives you like a half now, a cup now when i do yeah. my and i call it juicing with quotation marks because i'm technically not juicing and i understand that but i need a <laughs> word to call it you know maybe it's a smoothie i don't know but i put all these things in a in my blender and then i blend it but i put a, a bottle of water in there with it so that it's comes out it's like juice right i mean that's okay I'm not canned corn but a bottle of water is okay with my vegetables <laughs> definitely right? yeah definitely you're stretching there. it you're stretching <laughs> yeah. it a little bit for yeah, sure i don't i don't great. think there's a problem there okay uh, renownedly you know i think of oranges as the base just because i think that it's going to yield the most juice and then and it's weird how the human mind thinks it almost goes to the the bad stuff of me because mm -hmm. in, in my mind i want oranges i want bananas i want strawberries I but that's want... a smoothie yeah, you're going yeah. for a smoothie yeah and, yeah. and so and so that's where my mind wants to take me at at the same time but i've got to get on, into a different mindset especially when it comes to produce well and a smoothie could have its place remember you're just that's a huge bump of sugar you know so everything that and that's why you know i did bring some oranges mm -hmm. because i know you like them i brought some navels but to be honest, I brought the, the navels more because knowing how you juice, there's going to be a ton of fiber there for yeah. you with those well, navel oranges. What so. are you going to get from celery? Oh, oh so much. So good. Yeah. I love celery. So juice. much. Yeah. So much. Is, celery supports the kidneys, pancreas. I mean, and remember, because all of these veggies support something different Nature's in your Gatorade body. Too, yep. The it, celery. Yeah. Why, why do you say that? Electrolytes. Babe. Electrolytes, yeah. yeah. Oh, the celery. Oh, yeah. See, and there's so you much. You recover from that. Is there yeah. a resource? I mean, and listen, we are so lucky to live in the age of technology to where you can yeah. discover these things and find them out yourself. 
But you think we could do, uh, you know, Brian, Nikki, I don't know whether you, Nikki's like, I'm not giving my, res- my I, ratios I, and side. that kind of thing. I'm the side. Yeah, I'm but the side. I think, what about times of day? Uh, I mean, Def, I believe limit, definitely the morning. In the morning? I, 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 you, just, you listen yeah. to your body. Your yeah. body tells you if you just listen to it. Like, I'm, you know, when you're thirsty, like drink water, you know. But di- different water. ingredients. Like, are lemons going to be better for you in the morning? Is something going to help you well, digest I, rather than me? Because I'm cutting coffee out for the next oof. couple of weeks yep. as well. So, But a, co- a cup of coffee without getting, you know, a coffee will do to you in the morning. It's well, see, I would tell you, I like to, I like to start it on an empty stomach, just because I think I get the, the total absorption from total. everything. There's no loss if you're doing it on an empty stomach, but you got to be careful, you know, because mm-hmm. you do some stuff like you know you do wheatgrass or oh, yeah. shot of wheatgrass on an empty stomach that could. We that... have we have an electric elixir, and it's wheatgrass, turmeric, ginger, lemon juice. I've seen grown men come in and throw up from that shot, thinking that they could just take it. Really? You yeah. know, like, oh, I need to get clean. And I'm well, like, John, oh. you, you came in here and started chomping down on a piece of ginger there. What, what ingredients are you going to use for your juices, John? Do you have any recipes? No, I don't. I'm gonna. It's this is going to be an experiment. <laughs> yeah. We'll help, John. This, I mean, I've I've kind of, I've kind of I'll tell you this. Every time I take bread to the corner beat, I buy a juice. And uh, I get one of their big ones. And like this last one I had, they had the beet like this, what she's serving now, was phenomenal. It's just great. I drink it on the way home or when I'm running around making deliveries and stuff. So they do a great job. But my wife is uh, and my family have been doing juicing more than me. So, uh, you know, over the past couple of years, but I'm going to uh, give it a good try. Yeah. How about serving size, you guys? Is it what's too much? What's not enough? We serve 12 to 16 ounces, and then we have an 8-ounce in-house that, you know, people just want a little bit before their toast. But most people come in 12, 16 ounce. Yeah, because you it really, you if you're doing more than 16 ounces yeah, in, in a sitting, it's going to, you know, remember, you're yeah. one of the things that, you know, Nikki was talking about earlier is is you're trying to take the your body from doing all this work, you know. So so one of the things when you're juicing, you're, you're, you're not making your stomach work. You're not making... Well, work is hard, I should say. You know, obviously, your Mm -hmm. your digestive system is working, but it's not working as hard, and that's what makes makes you absorb, makes you absorb these nutrients Mm -hmm. all the better. You know, and that's a big thing about why I would preach about the organic, you know, importance to all of this because Mm -hmm. you know one of the things that we've found in the in the world of organic versus conventional fruits and vegetables is is conventional or nutrient deplete because we're pushing a lot of nitrogen into the soil to make the to make this crop grow faster um you know is and once you start pushing all this nitrogen in you can potentially start pushing pushing some of the nutrients out you know and and that's a bigger thing about when people talk about organic and just washing it off um it always really sort of drives me nuts because the reality is is you know just like a, a fruit or a vegetable is is like human human being we're 90 percent we're water and um you know water is absorbing all the chemicals into the inside of what what you're eating so when these people are like oh i can get an orange and wash the pesticide off of the outside you know it's it's been that orange has been soaking in pesticide that's why i love mm -hmm. you brian that's why i love you that one's for you brian uh Uh, thank you nikki Nikki, i want people to come join you at the corner beat talk about yeah get down spend (laughs) spend give them the 30 second elevator speech of what they can expect when they come see at the corner beat you can expect a lot of local vendors within 
what we have to serve. We do toasts and salads. It's simple, easy ingredients, whole ingredients that are just assembled well together. We recently have a fried egg option. You know, you can throw it on your avocado toast and, you know, you walk out of there feeling good. And, you know, you order a salad, it's a big pile of heaping greens with all these organic vegetables on them. And, you know, everything's made in house. Even then I started making the jam in house. That's you great. know, we make that in house and there's maybe two things that aren't made in house. And, you know, we have an excellent team there and everyone works so hard because they're passionate about what they do, just like all of our vendors, like Brian and John and mm -hmm. you get all these passionate people in one place yeah. and that's what the corner beat is. It all makes sense. Yeah. Uh, hyper local. That's the corner super beat. Super hyper local. I love that yeah. about you. Hyper hyper local. <laughs> you're gonna super be on this show. You're gonna be on the show many times. Hopefully, maybe you can make it back next week just for a follow up of what we're doing. For sure. Um, and again, I I think this needs to be more of a lifestyle for me. I mean, we have the opportunities to have all of this delicious produce, so we're blessed to be able to have that. And um, but you got you got to get the nutrients, and and I don't think any better way than juice, uh, which is well. And you, and reality is, folks, we should be doing this already at least once a week. Yeah. I mean, at once a week, and even if you can't buy the juice yourself, stop into a local place like the Corner Beat and just pick one up. You're driving down the road. Mm -hmm. You might as well pick up a juice. At least something fresh once a week, and I promise it'll it'll change your yeah. perspective. Put your coffee down for a day, although you probably serve coffee. Oh, yeah. I mean, juice and coffee. Juice in one hand, coffee in the other. Yeah. Double fist. Go <laughs> give them a shot. Give them the address again. The shot. 1401 North Ogden. That's Block up the Ogden right there. South. John, you ready? I'm ready. But the thing is, I was going to say is, like when I drop stuff off on like Thursday and Friday nights because they're open up a little later, they got people there playing music, and the, the whole community comes there. You got to see it. It's it's really neat. A lot of people are there, and uh, they got sometimes guys playing guitar and all this different stuff. So it's a really community-based juice bar. I love it. It's a cool place. John Irvin endorsed. Thank that's, you. That's right. You got it. Well, have. also Growers Organic endorsed. And Growers because, Organic endorsed. You know, Nikki's, Nikki's been supporting one. us since day one. Since day one. And, you know, it's the full circle definitely with For Nikki, sure. you know. And, and that's the thing. I, I wanted to chime in because so many of the people we work with, Greg, are, you know, the Happy Leaf kombucha. Mm -hmm. I sell them the ginger. They put it in the kombucha. I buy back the kombucha and sell kombucha to other people. I mean, it doesn't get any more... Like full circle of support mm, I love that. all the way around. And we have Happy Leaf too. Yeah. Colorado yeah. Ag Day. Um, Emily's going to rejoin us. We're going to talk uh, about for about five minutes with Chef Brother Luck at Four by Luck in Colorado Springs. He's been waiting for us on the phone, but we'll do in the kitchen next with Brother Luck right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, 
Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey Colorado, this is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from For My Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things. A dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvada. Okay, back at it on the Modern Eater Show. I know he's short on time, so we're going to get right to it. He's in the kitchen at 4 by Brother Luck. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and Emily Fletcher. You're here in the iHeart Studios, brother. How is tonight? How are you? Brother is... <laughs> you know what? Let's do this. Let's see if we can get... Because he's probably running around. I'm going to put Brother on hold. Uh, we'll spend a couple minutes with him past the hour. We're going to talk a lot about Culinary Fight Club of what we did today. But you guys, uh, Emily, if, if Colorado Ag Day was fun. That was awesome. It was incredible. Talk about hyper-local. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, I mean, that's something that I'm excited for Brother Luck to talk a little bit about. But what I love was somebody serves me something, I say, where'd you source it from? And there's a story. Emily, t- tell people that don't know what we're talking about. Uh, Colorado Ag Day at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. What what was it? Yeah, so Colorado Ag Day, it's annual. I mean, I think it's been going on since the early 80s, if I'm not mistaken. And basically, it's once a year um, an opportunity to showcase all of the agriculture that comes from Colorado. So Colorado Agricultural Council Association yeah. there were 15 puts it on. chefs yep. that teamed up with a uh, local purveyor mm-hmm. and then had a legislator and kind of the it all tied in and everybody gets together and everybody highlights um the great community that is colorado so brother luck's on hold i'm sure he's running around uh fulfilling tickets uh making sure the food gets out on time so we have an action-packed hour ahead uh you're going to want to stick around for this because culinary fight club well it's just uh, emily are you going to join us tomorrow for culinary fight club i hope so i mean i kind of have to now right all right we'll be we'll be back the modern eater show so I drink it. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. Let's drink. I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. Okay, the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hour number two begins. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and Emily Fletcher. We're going to jump straight to the phone because we have Brother Luck in the kitchen. He's there in his kitchen right now. How are you, brother? Hey, what up? How's everybody doing? I'm doing good. We're doing good, man. Colorado Ag Day. First of all, Emily, you got an opportunity to do some judging. I think you met Brother Luck for the first time, but Brother Luck's dish, what'd you think? I sure did. Oh, it was it was so incredible. So he'll probably sit, talk about it a little bit. Pork slider. We talked a little bit about the piggy. 
Yeah, brother, talk about so Colorado Ag Day, fifteen chefs, um, all kind of competing, and it's a uh, one, two, three. So first place, second place, third place, and then best in show. Brother Luck got came in first. Uh, did a great job with his dish, but I'll tell you what, brother, just your knowledge of food and your uh, your articulate attention to detail of sourcing, where you get your food, what you do with it, and the story behind it, it really deserves to be highlighted. So just begin with that, would you, brother? Oh, no, much love on that. Um, yeah, no, Ag Day was awesome. I had no idea it was a competition until I got there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're there just to support other chefs in the community, you right? Know, my my sous chef neglected to tell me that it was a competition. So, um, you know, I was just I was there to support our farmer who raises our face and and showcase his product. I wasn't there to throw down a dish, and I think that that's why it came across so natural and worked out so well. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, so this dish that you presented, brother, the dish you presented is something that was uh, – didn't you say you, you presented this dish with uh, Beat Bobby Flay and it was on yeah, your menu? Yeah. yeah, talk about it. You know, we, uh, we, had the, we had the Beat Bobby Flay episode, um, I think, two Fourth of Julys ago, and uh, that was the dish that, that uh, took the Iron Chef out. So, you know, we always bring it back to the menu around this time of the year, and it's a great way to utilize some pork shoulder. Um, so yeah, we smoked off a whole pig and 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 chopped it up and served it with a nice cold barbecue and yeah, that worked out pretty well. <laughs> Talk about your pig because that was really what won the judges over aside from the delicious dish that you had. That pushed you over the top, brother. Oh, that's what's up. Um, no, we uh, I, there's a family I work with in Black Forest, Colorado. They're about 20 minutes from my restaurant. Um, they they started this as a hobby. They raise uh, Mangalisa pigs. They raise Duroc pigs. And uh, the farm's called Rocky Mountain um, Organic Farms. And, uh, you know, Blake and his wife, they, they brought, I brought the whole crew up to the, to the farm. They cooked us breakfast after an amazing tour. Uh, they really live off their land. And, and, you know, it's a big piece of what we do here at the, at the restaurant is, is provide that education to our cooks that, you know, it's your responsibility to understand the process before it gets to us. So, you know, we're, we're kind of taking a... Uh, we're taking a, a page out of Alex Seidel's book, and uh, you know we're going to have the cooks working up there doing shifts and uh, supporting the farmer. That way, we can not only you know continue to work with them with their pigs, but also some of their uh, gardening. Brother Luck, Brian Freeman here. I think I, I commend you for that. That's so important um, because so many people don't realize what actually it takes to get the food to you. Um, and you know, it, they work hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Colorado Ag Day. What what does that mean? Colorado. Talk about Colorado and how we can support our neighbors, our brothers and sisters to do the networking. Uh, how important that is to you and and you being a cook. You know, I've I've, I've been so inspired by Colorado um, since I, I moved here ten years ago, and and you know, chefs like Alex Idell and Dan, Daniel Asher are people that they were really making that imprint and. Uh, it just it inspired me to, to reach out more and, and build relationships. So whether it's, you know, the honey we're getting from Pueblo and the chilies we're getting from Pueblo or it's the, the, the corn mill that's coming from the Four Corner region from Bow and Arrow, uh, you know, and then the pork to the chicken. I mean, everything has a story and a connection. So I think once we were allowed to start working with local gardeners, um, that kind of changed everything during season. You know, it, it pushed us to... Um, create you know not only our own herb gardens but we're we're putting up a greenhouse right now on the back of the restaurant and 
we've got uh, we've got plans to put a, our own micro garden into the restaurant. So it's a uh, it's exciting it's education. When you're deciding on where you want to go eat, I mean, delicious food it stands for itself, but you you might go for it. But to come back. And I always say a story, and and so you give brother your money down at four by brother luck. Then you've just heard of a handful of people that he's doing business with. With the money's going to go back to them as well, and then it's going to circle back into the community. And that Colorado Ag Day just sums it up right there, brother. What's the address at four by brother luck? Uh, it's easy. We're three two one North Tejon, right in Colorado Springs. We're uh, we're down here just cooking. We love you, brother luck. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm going to get back to the chef table. You got it. Thanks, man. There he is, Brother Luck. He's a a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a big guy. We were talking about how big he is. He's a a large man. You know, you don't realize how large he is. Well, what's Uh, exciting? He's large in life, and he's he's a large guy. Yeah, That came out weird. Yeah, it it is. It is, Jane. You you do take him out of the Let let me get back to the food uh, reality, because in Colorado Springs, Brother Luck is is really starting a big trend down there. Yeah, because I'll tell you, we, there's there's a few new places that are going to be opening up in the next. That's where I want to six spend my months. Money. Yeah, well, I need, let money. me jump in real quick. Is he said something that I love to hear, which he said it's education, right? And and it's these chefs that are committed and taking and taking a, a mental picture of I need to educate somebody on where my food is coming from and how I'm doing it, and I love yeah. to hear that. Well, the sad thing, I go to schools and talk to little kids because um, I found that, like, fifth graders are the most absorbent to uh, talk with. And a lot of kids think that, you know, when I ask them, where do you think your food comes from? They all say the truck. The you truck? Know, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that. that, that's one part of it, you yeah. know, but but they don't understand. And, you know, and I'll bring in some, I'll bring in things like strawberries and carrots. And usually I'll bring in conventional carrots to let them eat conventional carrots versus an organic carrot. Once they taste an organic carrot, they, they like, carrots taste good. Yeah. They never thought carrots tasted so good because, you know, I mean, even when we're eating baby carrot, the reality is, is those are just big carrots that have been rolled down to uh, little little nubs. It's the broken pieces is how mm-hmm. they make the baby carrots, and mm-hmm. most people don't know that. It's not Aww. it's not the real sweet little baby carrots. you got to buy a whole Aww. carrot, man. Just, you, gotta... you, just, you just ruined the whole thing. Well, it, you lost your innocence there. Yeah, yeah man. Well, Nikki and I were talking about this because I never want to deter people. If you're doing something, something is better than nothing yeah. because the reality is, is we eat so much processed food. Mm-hmm. It's so easy yeah. to go to a restaurant and we don't know what you know most of that food did just come out of a truck you know it was manufactured in a warehouse where you know 12 to 15 dollars an hour do you really think someone cares about the way what's going in your food Mm. they're just mixing ingredients brian's locked and loaded this week he he had to take the week off last (laughs) week to get a little better and he's he's uh, good to go culinary fight club happened today we were gonna have on the show anthony uh No, you're gonna be. We're gonna. So I'm gonna take a break early, and we're gonna spend a whole stretch with Anthony, uh, 15, 20 minutes with Anthony. He's a great guy. He's funny. He's charismatic. He we loves think. food I mean, and yeah. chefs. We'll see. Maybe we yeah, can catch up. I don't know. We haven't talked to him, so I don't know. <laughs> Did right. he? Is he still here? I thought he left. Greg Allen back. Brian Freeman, Jay Parker, Emily Fletcher. We're all here in the studio. All's well in the world. Coming back with uh, Sheffery Anthony. We'll talk about uh, Culinary Fight Club next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to the Bindery, Eatery, Market, and Bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston-Fox, owner of the Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, 
France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at the bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at the bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures. And I look forward to you being my next guest. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Belgium is a country the size of Maryland, and it's home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, vitbeers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny. We all love Belgian beer. Brewmaster at Brews Beers. What the f***'s wrong with you? <laughs> You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. All right, this is fun. We're sampling Holidayly. Uh, it's a brewery in Golden, and can't wait to tell you their story. Uh, William's here with us tonight. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and Emily Fletcher. Uh, let's introduce them right now. An- Anthony Martarina. Uh, hi. I know. Hi. If I did, wow. I can't believe I got the talk. <laughs> you're on the show. Um, Culinary Fight Club. What is it? So Culinary Fight Club is a cooking competition. It's a live cooking competition where uh, we have at least three chefs. Sometimes we had up to 10 chefs. And they throw down. Um, at our live events, it's it's an hour cook time. It's a 45-second pantry race, which is crazy. Uh, that's the only time you ever see chefs run. Mm-hmm. And they're grabbing ingredients. If it falls on the ground, it stays on the ground. And they're no grabbing. five-second rule? There's no five-second rule. Right. It stays down. So uh, we've lost a few good eggs along the way. <laughs> it happens. And uh, then they have an hour to cook. So that's at our live events. Um, you were lucky enough to attend our mystery basket. So it's more of an elevated uh, cooking competition. We had three amazing chefs today. Greg, you were there. You got to taste all those dishes. They don't know what's in that mystery basket. Um, I promised them 16 ingredients. I got a little crazy shopping last night. I couldn't stop shopping. I think I bought like 22 um, but we're not there to sabotage them. We're looking for like a really good plate up. Um, and then we threw that curveball. They didn't know that the that secret infused ingredient was coming. I never told any of them that. The coca? Yeah, the coca. Yeah. Yeah. Unsweetened coca. And uh, so it's always interesting to see how they incorporate that. And that's a good one because chocolate's really hot right now, especially on the culinary side. Um, there's a lot of 
chocolate that's coming in and not sweet, more on the savory side. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like that chocolate was unsweetened. But your mind, when you bite into it, you taste sweet. I don't know if you noticed that. So I know it plays little tricks on my mind when I'm eating something a chef has infused. So you don't have to use all the ingredients. They don't have to use all the ingredients, but one of the uh, scoring categories is creativity. Mm -hmm. And um, if you're a chef and you decide to, all the chefs can bring two secret ingredients. If you decide to serve a plate with two secret ingredients, you're not going to win. You're just not going to win. You're going to get probably zero points in that category. Mm -hmm. So um, all the chefs know that. They know they have to use everything in the mystery basket. And that's what makes it fun. Um, the reason we have them bring in those secret ingredients, it changes all the dishes mm -hmm. just a little bit, you know? Uh, so they're not all cooking you the same dish, which would be kind of crazy. Mm -hmm, that would be. So to recap, three chefs cooking live in front of an audience uh, at the Travel and Adventure Show. Is that right? That is right. And it's at the convention center. Mm -hmm. Today was the first day. It's a two-day thing. Exactly. Tomorrow, there's another one. You'll be doing another Culinary Fight Club stage, right? Yes. we. Uh, the show opens at 11, and we kick it off right at 11.15. Anthony, so. you are the best host, man. Oh. I mean, you, you've got your one-liners. They're fun. A couple of them are cheesy, but that's what makes it so cool. You know, the, you wear a striped referee chef, chef A chefery. Yes, I don't know chef. what a referee is. What is that? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Not either. quite sure. Um, but you're like, you joke. You say, no, I'm not going to bring you shoes. I'm not from Foot Locker. I'm not, you know, you go. No there. cheese sticks. No cheese I'm sticks. saying TGI Fridays. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but people really love this format, right? You know, people love watching cooking shows and they sit on their couch to get to experience one live is really just, you saw those people are sitting there. They're like watching a TV show. They, they don't see leave. the outcome. Yeah. And, and, you know, they don't even know who the chefs are, some of them, and they just want to cheer them on because here they are, they're cooking live. Yep. They don't know what could happen, right. you know, and we keep it entertaining. We keep it fun, you know, um, Timer's counting down, yeah. so there's a little suspense to it as well. Yeah, and then we throw that curveball where they can turn in five minutes early, you know. Um, so it's anybody's game at that point, you know, on the turn-in time. And, uh, no, it's a lot of fun. People just enjoy it. Did, did you did you want to, like, give out a free promo code for your fans if they want to show up tomorrow? I think, but here's what I want no? because I, 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 I want to do a Facebook. I want to say okay. well, we're going to put something on Facebook, and I want people that really want to go. Gotcha. So I want a response of why you would want to go nice. and watch these guys cook. Um, tomorrow, Brian, you're going to be joining me. We're going to do some judging on the food. That's right. This That's is right. going to be cool. Emily's going to see if she can make it, if she can, if she can't. Uh, I, you, you, really, Emily, this is the type of thing that you see these chefs pour their heart out into their dishes. And 45 minutes, with it, it's just suspenseful. It's fun. It's engaging. It's delicious. It's food. It's kind of, you, you have all the ingredients of everything that you would want to see. That sounds like quite, I just want to watch it. Yeah. I want to watch that. I want to be the one to sit while they're maybe dropping eggs. I don't know. And see what comes out of the other end, right? Yeah. yeah. 45 minutes later and it's magic. They're doing so it, good. I mean, you saw those three plate ups. I mean, in 45 minutes, it goes by fast. It really, really goes by fast. Um, and a lot of chefs will tell you, oh, 45 minutes. And then at the end, they're like, I'm exhausted. Wow. Where'd the time go? Sure. It's like this show goes by so fast. I know. you. Quick. Yeah, you keep saying that. I didn't know if I was going to be on or not. <laughs> of course, so. Of course. Aunt, we love Ann. I was going to get Lindsey Buckingham, you know. No, you weren't. Um, uh, Greg, here, let me, Brian yeah, Freeman please. here. Let me chime in real quick because I think one thing that Anthony touched on is why people like the coming to these cooking events and watching people cook. 
because the reality is, is they've tried it themselves. I mean, that was the biggest thing about gardening, which uh, I was really excited when one of our president's wives got everyone gardening because everyone said, oh, aren't you going to be worried? No, because the reality is just like what those chefs are doing in 45 minutes. You can't do that at yeah, home good point, most Brian. of the time. Th- that's you know, actually you, a really good point. You, you know, so. And so here it is. This The toughest part of the whole thing is is the judging. the win- Because, listen, I think they all should win, and you want them all, but it's a competition, right? So there's going to be one victorious person. We actually have the chef on hold, and I'm going to have you do the introductions here, Anthony, in one second. But it was like one of those things to where I wanted to turn in my results and kind of like a um, – a breakup. I just wanted to text them to you and then ghost out. You know, I didn't want the response. I didn't want anything <laughs> else because is that a tough part of your job doing that, reading the results? Um, when I stop and I pause, it actually hurts on the inside because you know I'm starting to get to know all these chefs. Mm-hmm. And when I truly say, "You guys are all winners. Thank you for being here." Um, that is probably the worst part of my job is delivering those results because they are all so competitive. Mm -hmm. And you saw they poured their hearts on the line. This is what they do for a living. To be judged as a chef and to come in second or third place, that it's not fun. It's Winning's got to feel sweet. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, that's, I that, that's the chase, chasing the carrot around there. If you're not first, you're last, yeah. right? Jay, what did <laughs> you think of today, Jay? Uh, I, well, I thought it was uh, fun. And if you want a little glimpse into what it looks like and how it goes, go to the Modern Eater Instagram, and there's some great videos that show you exactly what's happening. But it's just, you know, in a word, it's fun. The whole really thing is, is fun, and Anthony format. and Anthony does a great job of working the crowd in between while they're cooking and, and and all those things. And people, I mean, the oohs and the ahs from the crowd when the bacon starts frying and they're start and they're chopping. You know, I mean, you hear the noise. It's just it's fun. It's, it's a fun place to be. Yeah, total food porn. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, people are just intently watching that and it's 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 sexy too it really is sexy watching that and the ingredients and the miss what's in the mystery bag what's it i don't know if we should talk we can't talk about it because there's another one tomorrow there is another i know those chefs might be listening you know Uh, so what got you started in this I, i want you to spend a minute talking about uh fight to feed so, so Culinary Fight Club um, was supposed to be a one-time event. It was supposed to raise money to feed homeless people in Chicago. Uh, the one-time event happened, and everyone that attended loved it. And they were like, when's the next one? And we were like, next month? You know. So that's how it kind of started. Started in Chicago. We were doing one a month. And uh, then Atlanta started. Uh, and then we went to five cities. And currently we are in 18 cities. 18 cities. Wow, so congrats. Boston, Los Angeles. Um, I'm, I'm tomorrow night. I am flying to Pensacola for one in Pensacola this on is Monday your job, man. This is my job. That's I get to my dream job. I'm sitting here as a top yeah. show host. <laughs> you have my dream job. We should like switch for a week. Can we, well, we should I mean, one hey, week would be great. Anthony J Parker here. If you can get me on as a sidekick, I'll kill Greg <laughs> oh. tonight. Nice. Would. And the show's over and he I would. go with you and Brian. Good luck <laughs> man, because okay. I'm out. They're going to be playing this audio on Dateline. You know that <laughs> yeah, on yeah, Dateline. <laughs> If I go out that way, I can only hope to make Dateline. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Okay, three contestants today, and we're going to talk about the three today. We have the winning chef on hold, which I'll have you introduce, and then we'll do a preview for tomorrow. See, Perfect. I told you we'd give you a good stretch. I know. This is great. <laughs> I, I... The three chefs that competed today. Uh, we had uh, Greg Brackman. Uh, we had Lou Holter, and we had Damon Holter. 
Uh, interesting thing, Lou and Damon are husband and wife. And so they were really into the fact that they wanted to take each other on head, head to head. And I kept thinking to myself, what happens if the third wheel wins? What happens? Well, without further ado, let's bring that third wheel on right now on the VIP line. Go ahead, Anthony. Thanks for joining us, the winner of Culinary Fight Club Mystery Basket Denver 2018, Greg Brackman, who's the chef and owner of G Bar and Kitchen in Massachusetts. Greg, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. What a what a fun day. So, and, uh, <clears throat> go ahead. So I was going to ask is, um, what have you been doing for the last six hours since you won? Have you <laughs> celebrated? Uh, what, what's going on in your mind right now? Yeah, you know what? It's uh, we uh, we walked around the show for a little bit. Really, uh, you know, for all the listeners out there, what a great show. I mean, so much nice stuff to see. Uh, the exhibitors from pretty much all over the world. Um, it was it was a really cool show. So we walked around for a little bit, you know, sipped on a couple cocktails, and uh, came home and just relaxed with friends and family, and uh, you know, took a little power nap and uh, getting ready to get after it now. Good. Are, are so, you playing with your knife? <laughs> no, you? I still have it. <laughs> oh, you still have yeah. it. Yeah, I can't yeah. trust them yeah. after they win. They you win know? a knife. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm no, we get it nicely. In, knives in the kitchen. We get it nicely engraved on there, so oh, it'll cool. say Mystery Basket that's 2018 really cool. winner. Um, so five minutes into the competition, I threw a curveball at you guys and offered up that infused ingredient. When I said cocoa, what went through your mind? I, I mean, honestly, I was excited because over the last few years, I've been working a lot with cocoa. It's, uh, like you said earlier, um, when, when you were talking about it, cocoa's, uh, it, it doesn't have to be that sweet ingredient. It's, uh, it really uh, creates harmony in a lot of different dishes um, as a savory ingredient. I use it at the restaurant and a few different things. One of my best-selling items um, over the past three years, I just can't take them off the menu, I do uh, bacon cocoa Brussels. Uh, so Brussels sp- crispy Brussels sprouts with this awesome uh, cocoa balsamic that we make, uh, a little bit of crispy bacon lardons, and um, some veal stock. And it just uh, it's just such an amazing dish. And that cocoa, really, it just... Believe it or not, brightens it up and gives it, you know, like today when you said it was cocoa, I said, hey, perfect. I I, um, I threw the, the cocoa with the uh, pistachios that I had brought and ground up and made a little crust on those chicken chicken yeah. thighs. So, let's nice. hear about the winning dish. Yeah, when he when he when I saw him breading up that chicken uh, thigh mm-hmm. and he had pistachios crushed on there and he had cocoa on there, I kind of in my head said, this might be the dish to beat. Mm-hmm. I really, really thought that. Um, also, I got to give a shout out to your potato pancake. He had he had a oh, little wow. potato pancake on the side. So tell us, describe your dish to us so the listeners at home can actually visualize this. Yeah. So I mean, just a little background on my cooking. I, um, I, I I'm a minimalist, I guess. Uh, you know, everything that goes in the plate, I, I want it to work together harmoniously, and I don't want anything to overpower it. And I want to have texture, flavor. Um, cleanliness, creaminess. So basically the, uh, the dish today, uh, I took that goat cheese that I had brought, um, and I used, uh, some apples and, and, um, and, and green onion that came in the basket, shredded them really fine. So you weren't biting on chunks. You'd kind of like had to think about what you were eating when you tasted the goat cheese. So I, I put that uh, on the bottom of the plate and then, um, I made some uh, potato pancakes with the potatoes that came, um, real, real simple, simple recipe, but, you know, who doesn't like a, a fried potato um, in a different way? A little bit of um, onion, sweet onion in there, too. 
So you had the goat cheese atop, uh, you put the, the potato pancake on that, and then those chicken thighs I tell, told you about, I crusted them with uh, pistachios and cocoa, and then sliced that, put it over the top, and then just finished it with um, a little bit more of those ground pistachios, and I made um, a, an olive oil and citrus emulsion, basically a dressing, um, to brighten the whole dish and round it all out. That was the dish. It was good. Uh, it was. Now, you took a chance. Uh, ramen was kind of the name of the game, and you elected, taking that chance, elected to leave it out of your dish there, Chef. Uh, was that something that you made a conscious decision right off the bat that you were just going to go past it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, as a chef, um, you know, you always want to be different. You do want to stand out. Um, you know, I change my menu back at home uh, at the restaurant eight times a year, so I do two menus per season. So I'm always changing. I'm always looking and trying to source the, the most local, the, the ingredients that are at their height of the season. So uh, I just kind of glanced over to see what those guys, um, I noticed they were, they were both using the ramen. And, and quite honestly, there were so many other great ingredients in the basket that, um, you know, I just felt like we had enough. Yeah. Um, and and um, I just didn't see a, a, a spot really for those ramen with, with what I had planned to make anyways. The uh, tortillas and the ramen are kind of my trap. That that is my yeah. trap for a chef. Um, yeah. I almost don't want him to use it. You know, I well, really don't want him to. It was a chance in my mind as as judging the competition because I have to tell you there were there was one ingredient in each one one part of the dish in each chef's plate that I liked that stood out the most and with. Um, What's Lou's uh, husband? Damon. 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 Damon had a delicious cold ramen salad that I, it was fantastic. It almost stood out as as the best in show, right there. But just the whole and and, and one thing, if I if there was anything, Greg, that that I would maybe say you another risk you took is your your dish was just all savory. Um, did you see that in your dish as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, the only real sweetness, um, if you picked it up a little bit, would have been from the cocoa, but also the citrus, um, you know, but it's more of the citrus acted more as um, brightness and acid in the dish. But yeah, you're right. I tend to stay away from the sweet stuff. It's just... It's just, um, I guess, my palate. Yeah, you and, took. Uh, We've been successful. With. You took a lot of chances. No, this is uh, Brian Freeman here. Where, where'd you get your inspiration? Where, where do you? Where's your uh, roots? Where, where'd you learn to cook and? Where do you, you know, um, that's a great question. I um, I started working in kitchens and restaurants when I was about 13 years old, just outside of Boston. I, I was born in Boston. I grew up in a little town called Needham. And, um, you know, as soon as uh, I was able to work or old enough to work at, at 13, I, I was just I just wanted to do it. Um, and before that, the, the TV shows that were on um that i saw was just on on public television so i was watching julia child or yank can cook or jacques <laughs> pepin those those mm -hmm. those types of shows um and uh i just always enjoyed it i'd come home from school and just look in the cabinets and see what i could experiment with um my i don't come up from a big cooking family so i think beyond that you know god really gave me a gift you know to, to give me the hands and help me to do what i do i mean i, I honestly i it's amazing to me over all the years. I mean, I've worked in 15 restaurants, four hotels. I was a private chef for a while on a big yacht in the Caribbean. Um, I owned a big catering business in Connecticut for a while. What are you, 70 um, years old? You're a young man. Yeah. Wow, what a <laughs> resume around. on I, you. Listen, hey, it's, you, when, you're, when, you're not, when, you're, when you're not working for yourself, it's good to learn as much as you yeah. possibly can out yeah. there. 
um, you know, make the mistakes, you know, not awfully, not so, hopefully not so bad, but make some mistakes on, on other people's dime. I mean, I hate to say it. I, I, like I worked in so many places, but I learned so much. I tried to take something from every place that I worked. Chef, what great job today, man. Um, continued Thank success. Uh, give a shout out to your restaurant. Yeah, it's a G bar and kitchen. It's in a little town called Swampscott, Massachusetts about 10 miles north of uh, Boston. So, hey, if anybody's out there uh, in, in that area, come see us. We're a small little cozy restaurant right across the street from the ocean. I'll bet and, you uh, if anybody said, I heard you in Denver on the show there, you'd be like, I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> I'll, absolutely. I'll get you I'm even buying dinner. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're, all, we're all booking tickets can, right now. You can hold Chef to it. Chef, thank you for making an appearance on the Modern Eater Show. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, Have a great night. Is. And Greg, he's a good, he was a cool cat. He's a good. He's, he's calm. A really cool cat. Uh, so before we take a break, one minute, TJ, we'll take a break. I want Anthony to talk about the chefs and tomorrow. One minute, Anthony, go. We have three fantastic chefs, uh, Chef Joshua Botini from Efu, located in Zeppelin Station, Chef Jared Kendall from Thistle and Mint, and Chris D. Mercurio, sous chef for the Tag Restaurant Group. All local guys. All Colorado. All Colorado. Don't miss this one. Chef Joshua, though, has Boston roots, so I wonder if it's going to be back-to-back Boston wins. Yeah, well, let's you know? see. So, uh, what time do we begin tomorrow? Uh, show opens at 11. Uh, we kick off Culinary Fight Club at 11.15 All on right. the stage. We're going to give away a couple tickets on the Modern Eater Facebook here. So uh, go check in there, and you can see photos and, and live videos from today's Culinary Fight Club, which was so much fun. Uh, Anthony Martorina, thank you, sir. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Can't wait. I can't wait either. Okay, there he is. Guys, let's take a break. We'll come back. Holidays on deck. And then also we want to talk about, uh, and Anthony, you're taking off to the next city, but uh, not this week coming up, but the following week is um, Craft Beer Week. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people love Craft Beer Week, and we've got something special for you. That's right. We'll uh, take a break. Come back. The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten free things. 
Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, greatsers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully source spices and herbs, enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Justin Brunson, Old Major, you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Okay, back at it in the iHeart Studios. Greg Holland back, Jay Parker, of course, with Brian Freeman, uh, co-host and um, owner of Growers Organic, along with Emily Fletcher. She is the food editor and uh, columnist for TheModernEater.com. You guys, TheModernEater.com is going to launch Monday morning, bright and early. It's going to give you something to do uh, to kill time when you're at the office. I mean, let's face it, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Stoked about all the contributors we have at The Modern Eater website. It's going to be so awesome because there's going to be new content Every week, we've got you know ten different every day. Every day, yeah. I mean, read the real reality of it is it's going to be every day because that's what we're doing every day. So I'm going to more or less do an editorial. I love to talk about food, the climate thereof. Hey, can, can we get a John's John's back in the ginger bag? Uh, I love John Greg. Irving. Greg just wanted to make sure we get some sound effects John, here in the studio. I, come here, take a big bite of that ginger. I dare you. It's good. Just eat that? Yeah, he's just eating the raw ginger. <laughs> It'll help your digestive system oh, real well. And, and <laughs> you are one of a kind, John. Just, you want to leave the skin on that too, as well, the ginger? You know, yeah, I do personally. I throw it when I'm juicing. I just throw it all right in there. I, you know, but I, I use the too. skins of, of also the oranges. I there's nothing lemons you know, too. Right? Lemons, yeah, lemons, limes, anything I'm do you throwing in. Use a lemon in juice. As we uh, I I do I actually always do put a little bit of lemon in, in the juice. Right now. You know what, the Jay Parker? This is what I need. I just need because I, I I there's so much stuff and there's beets and there's kale and there's arugula and there's. You just uh, need someone to hand I, you something and say well, drink it. Well, I just want something to. Can I put a, a little bit of all of these things in the yes, same thing? Yes. So tonight you know, I brought you guys like six ingredients, seven ingredients. And everything I brought, I made it like dummy proof. You, you can take everything I brought and put it in the juice. We mm-hmm. Let's go go to Emily here. She's sitting right next to all that. You know, I have a great idea. Um, I want some recipes for themoderneater.com. I do too. So as you guys are working on your juicing, let's get some recipes up on, on the website. Yeah, and that's yeah. How's the that? stuff you're going to be yeah. able to look forward to. And as I do an editorial, Jay's going to do a column, uh, a career bartender guy. He's going to do a column, Why Your Bartender Hates You. It's going to be funny. People are going to love it. Yeah, I have uh, 6,487,392 uh, entries ready to go in my brain. 
do you? Yeah. Okay, of why your bartender hates yeah. you. Yeah, and that's just for April. Brian, I read your article today. Emily, I can't wait for you to... <laughs> Hi, John. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even handle this right now with John Irvin. I cannot he's handle it. John Irvin from Gluten-Free Things is in the studio. Uh, this is ADD radio tonight. Sorry about that. Uh, Brian, you, you wrote such a great column of why I go organic speaking in the first person about yourself and it just it really touched me and I learned and I want to learn and really the moderneater.com and all of the collaborative local writers which is hyper local we have a couple of brewers we have a great guy like Brian for organic myself doing an editorial um, Emily's going to be doing the beat writing uh, we we have a spice guy, Tim Ziegler, Chef Ziegler, works at Talco. He knows everything about spices. You're going to get a lot of good content, and it's content that is you're reading about what's happening in your backyard. Emily, as far as the beat goes and you get out there in this community, what are some of the things that you're gonna look for to highlight on themoderneater.com? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's gonna be a variety. Obviously, there's gonna be a lot about uh, new restaurants, events that restaurants have going on. Um, also, some of the good old standbys, right? I mean, there's so many, so many restaurants have stuck it out and are always updating their programs, getting new chefs in, so it's gonna be some of that too. Um, and then also, I mean, I think we have a lot of great events that aren't necessarily restaurant focused. Do you guys know that I'm big on spirits and distilleries? Yes, we do. We have an awesome, I mean, come on, beer culture in Denver. So it's going to be about what's going on. Yeah. I do love events. And you love I charity love events. and you yes. love community. I do. I do. And the reality is what I really hope is I want all of you guys to be out there with me at those events, not reading after the events about what happened. Mm -hmm. Right. So I mean, the more of a you guys of that are out there with me, I want to write about uh, what you thought of the event in my article. So, yeah, that's what I'm really looking forward to. A lot of preview stuff as preview. well. This yeah. is what's going to come up yep. and, and to join in. And we're obviously all open to suggestions of what, what you'd like to see in places and people that you'd like to highlight as mm -hmm. well. So um, Monday morning. Monday sure. morning, Monday, Monday, We're Monday. Launching the modernator.com. You guys, I'm telling you, you're going to love this. A lot of hard work, a lot of good people putting effort into this. Um, the visibility of businesses like gluten free things. You know, if, if you're, if you're gluten free or vegan, you got to know about John Irvin and gluten free things because his business is local. It, it's, it's dedicated. It, it's giving you the things that you want to do. And those are the things that we want to highlight along with growers organic. So we've got a great lineup and to kick that off, we're going to celebrate with a good giveaway. Now, Emily, you actually, this is how we met. You won the restaurant week giveaway and you ate at did. seven different restaurants, seven days in a row at 7 PM. And it was a whirlwind of a week for you. And that was during restaurant week. So here comes craft beer week. Craft Beer Week's coming up. It's not this week, but on Monday morning, you'll have an opportunity to win for two people to go to seven breweries seven days in a row at 7 p.m. to meet directly with the brewer who's going to put out a flight of beer for you and your guest. Talk about those beers. Let you drink on us. And then also, is it, what else do you get, Jay? So you get uh, two flights of beer. 
Mm-hmm. You get two crowlers and or growlers wow. to take away and two items of swag. So it might be a T-shirt. It might be a hat. It might be a Cadillac with the brewery logo on it. So celebrating the launch of the ModernEater.com all next week, you'll be able to enter for your chance to win one week of drinking delicious Colorado craft beer. So we're so excited with all of these things that are going on. And one of the breweries participating is... Um, a great brewery in Golden, Colorado. It's called Holiday Brewing Company. And William Martinez, he's actually a longtime friend of the show, and he's circling back around. And we're going to catch up with him and spend about 10 minutes with William next, right here. Uh, Booze in the News is next with William Martinez from Holiday, uh, right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary, mayo, and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items. The Paleo Bowl. With house-smoked pork, wood-oven roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. It's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. Hey, Colorado chefs. Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. I know that guy. <laughs> He's a stud. Brian Freeman from Growers Organic. Uh, back to the show momentarily. It's A-plus Beverage Solutions. Jeff Rourke um, doing build-outs everywhere. His uh, One of his latest and greatest is Tap 14 on 19th. Um, by D-Bar. He put in 70 tap lines to dispense delicious Colorado craft beer, and the brewer wants it just that way. Uh, The brewer wants his beer, his or her beer, to come out just the way that it would come out at the brewery. And I'll tell you what, you're doing yourself a disservice if your temperatures aren't right, if you're pouring too much foam. All of these things play in a part to 
um, dispensing delicious craft beer. So Jeff Rourke, get an A-plus on your report card. And Jeff Rourke, he'll come in and do that. If you're pouring inefficient beer, Jay and Brian, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down down the drain. drain. Please don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke. Sometimes it's just a very easy solution. 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke in A-plus beverage solutions. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a a chair and and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Yes, it is. Booze in the news. All the booze news you can use right here on the Modern Eater Show each and every week. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and Emily Fletcher. We're all in studio. The uh, family's together tonight, which I really, really love. Um, Craft Beers Week's coming up. And again, we're going to give away a week long of you and a friend to go to seven different breweries. What seven breweries, Jay? Well, let's go uh, day by day. So he's ready, mon- Brian. Uh, he's ready. Uh, I, mon- I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, Monday is uh, a friend of ours. You may have heard of them before. Brews beers. Tuesday night, Spice Trade Brewing over there in the Yak and Yeti. Wednesday, uh, Woods Boss. Thursday, Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Friday, Alpine Dog. Saturday, my man to my left, Holla Daily with William Martinez. And then uh, round it out on Sunday with a little Chain Reaction Brewing Company. That's cool. So your chance to win all week long. We will launch the video. Watch the video. It'll tell you very easy, easy instructions just to get it. Emily, how easy was it to enter the restaurant week giveaway? Oh, it was easy to enter. To win, to win, I had to work for that, you know? You really did have to work for that. Um, but th- that'll be all next week, and then on this next Friday, we will pick a winner, and you'll be off to the races starting on Monday. With That's the, right. that week long of breweries. Um, these guys, again, hyper-local. Uh, Jeff Rourke installed their tap system at Holla Daily, mm-hmm. uh, A-plus beverage solution, so you know they're pouring delicious Colorado craft beer, and this man's making it. His name's William Martinez. He's brewer at Holla Daily Brewing Company, and welcome back to the Modern Eater Show, William. How are you? He's waiting for the go. <laughs> Evening, gentlemen. I'm doing fantastic. Good. Um, if I could, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to my kids who I know are listening right now, Hitaikis, uh, Zian. Rico, I'll see you guys in a little bit. Hope you guys are being good. No and- way, it's Saturday night, Dad. <laughs> Come on. That was Dad. a threat, not a shout out. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hope you're being good. Or there's no treat. Dad's not bringing home Dairy Queen that night. William, what have you been up to, man? Um, well, I was working at uh, Declaration. That's I think this is the first time I got to meet you guys there. Yeah. Um, definitely a great experience working there. Learned a lot. Um, shortly after, I found um, a gluten-free brewery out in uh, Golden that um, it was one of the few beers I was actually able to drink without... Are you gluten-free? Yes. Um, I've actually been gluten-free now for about eight years. That um, was Karen's deal, too, right? I mean, she was working at Coors and then exactly. said, I can't I can't do that. I can't drink it, so I'm going to make my own beer. Pretty much. it was. Um, it's a huge passion project. Um, working at Coors um, for several years in the distribution center um, and then slowly uh, found out that she had to be gluten-free and uh, didn't want to give up beer and it was really hard at that time to find really good gluten-free beer out in the market you know uh, it was either ciders or wine and and I guess uh, 
after so many ciders, one person just had to say, I want beer. Yeah, I want beer. You know, it's real cool. And we have John Irvin in studio and obviously does gluten-free things, uh, gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvada. Sometimes you guys kind of have to lift this veil up of we have this gluten-free veil over it, so it's not supposed to taste delicious. So sometimes I'm hesitant about the gluten-free thing with Holidayly and with John's stuff because Let's face it, it's changed. I mean, that beer stands up on its own. It is, you don't even need to say it's gluten-free. It is delicious beer. It's come a long way. Well, I appreciate that. It's um, It's been a lot of work, a lot of uh, research. A Can lot you of, believe it, Emily? You know. No, I, I, I'm sitting here and I was looking at Brian. I'm like, is this is gluten-free? Yeah. Renally, you case study beer, here. This is gluten beer, oh, you know, man. type of thing. It's, this is excellent. It's, it's remarkable. One of our biggest goals was to be able to make really delicious beer that just so happens to be gluten free. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say we don't put a big emphasis on yeah. being gluten free. I mean, it's definitely why we decided to. But sometimes that scares away your mainstream customer when it shouldn't. I mean, just like with John's bread. You, man, you wouldn't know the difference between that loaf of bread or any other. And just lifestylers, people that just don't have, you know, gluten, a lot of times it causes people inflammation and headaches and joint pain. And it, it just doesn't work well with their body and they don't know why they hurt. And then they don't intake gluten and they're off to the races. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, mainstream, don't be afraid of gluten-free. Well, it's that thing, Greg. I think people, you all of a sudden you say gluten-free. And, and just like John has told us before, you think of cardboard. Yeah. The moment someone says, oh, it's gluten-free, you get some negative connotation in your head, but it, it really shouldn't. And, you know, the sad thing is, is how gluten came about in the first place. You know, it's 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 naturally occurring, obviously, but we've... we've uh, intensified it around the grain more over in our growing practices in the last 50 years because it was more about making sure there's a, a bigger number one crop as opposed to any broken broken wheat berries so it's a it's a sad thing we could do a whole segment on gluten but uh <laughs> you know it's awesome that they're doing this gluten-free i'll tell you you you, you smell and taste the hops when you're yeah. when you're looking at their ipa and that's a huge thing william can drink beer again and you can yeah. their passion in brewing too right Yes, it's um, it's always been a big passion in my life, and honestly, being able to do it with gluten free is just is huge. You know, to me, it's it's a huge um, it's a huge undertaking, but it's really huge benefits as well. I feel just generally accomplished every time I can get people to actually compliment the beer and even just be like, "Wow, I can easily put this up against uh, any other brewery." I mean, not necessarily uh, gluten free, so. And let me give you an idea how seriously um, they take this with uh, Karen Hertz. Uh, You know, so they're hesitant a lot of times with taking somebody a barrel of beer to their restaurant and putting it on their tap lines because you guys want to make sure that the the integrity of that beer being gluten-free is exactly what that is. So you may sell cans to them or those types. But you guys are, and again, I'll use the word integrity, you take that very important because your gluten-free customers that are truly gluten-free, they deserve that in your estimation. Oh, absolutely. We take this to... A, a an actual health issue. I mean, uh, testing in our facility is is on a regular basis. We have logs and logs of testing. Um, we, you know, we practice safe practices. Even if people come into the brewery just to uh, do small maintenance, you know, we have them wash hands. It's it's uh, if you have like a peanut serious. allergy yeah. that could put you in the hospital. Yeah. 
you know, we have to treat that just as specific if we had a gluten allergy that could do Let's damage. do this. I want to spend more time with you. You're a brewer that's in this deal with us, and you'll be hosting some of our guests. But we need to end the show now. I want to thank you, William Martinez. We'll My come pleasure. back next week. William, we'll probably get you by phone so you don't have to drive down here. I have to thank everybody in the studio, and we'll do it again next week right here on the Modern Eater Show.